hit hit it with the 1080 tricky real quick. Felt real good about my game. Thought I had uh, un- unlocked the keys to the castle, and next thing I know, 18 balls deep after two rounds. Oh, How's that feel? Wow, losing one after good. every other hole. Sheesh. <laughs> Pretty much, man. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. So Brendan sucks again, guys. Welcome. Welcome to Good Lions Golf. I'm Ryan Sherman, and I guess the winner of the U.S. Open this week, Matt Fitzpatrick. Hell yeah. Across the way is Zach Grossman, who shot a 63 at Southampton Golf Club, too shy of the course record. Wow. No big deal. And then we got Brendan Lawson, joining us from Ohio. After his last round of golf, he went straight back to the garage to work on his game. Some nasty stuff we're seeing. We're the boys from Good Lies Golf, and welcome to another episode. Cheers. Keegan Bradley just coming out hot there for the U.S. Open. Keegan, he was feeling at home. Really was. Hometown kid. Our Jordan player of the game. Jordan. (laughs) Sponsored by... The star-studded leaderboard Zach was just mentioning for the U.S. Open. Yeah. Pretty impressive. I mean, Rory, oh, incredible. Little Matsuyama. Salatoris and Fitzpatrick had a duel at the end there. That was crazy. It really, it that was super exciting. It really came down to dramatic moments. I mean, Zally missing that putt was just heartbreaking. It wasn't heartbreaking for me because I won a lot of money, and that was the moment that I won a lot of money. So for me, it was like I was screaming for him to miss that for my living room. But, you know, the, the, the human in me who loves Wills Alatoris, obviously, I would have been slightly happy if he had a playoff. Yeah. Yeah. He's got six top tens and nine major starts, I saw. Brutal. But and a couple, of, uh, a couple of those are top twos. Well, and yeah. We, and we all know Actually, what the number one three of them is. are. <laughs> Putting. Putting. It's p- killed him every time. Yeah, he's the and best ball striker. He can do the Zorro. Like my friend Joe Gonzalez says, he does a little Zorro in his backstroke. Yeah, yeah. What is that? He's got that little thing. He's not a straight back, straight through guy. No, no. His hands have a mind of their own. They do. But like, what what is the actual deal there? Because I know statistically on you know on paper he is not a good putter. A lot of that though, I believe, comes within you know five to eight feet. When when he's got a distance putt, he doesn't have that that kind of riddle and putter it's much more of a fluid swing you think it's just like the pressure of like missing that short putt that gets to him yeah as you get closer to the hole you the pressure builds you really think yeah that's that's how it is yeah because if you're further away it's like okay you expect to not really make it whereas if you're closer you expect to make that putt every time you're like oh i got this it's eight to ten feet you have a ton of three to ten footers every round you have that's the majority of your putts right and you really have to be on you can't be missing those. Those are crucial. And, yeah. and what normal golfers, like what separates the average person who's good at mini golf and a professional golfer is that you can make that eight to 10 footer almost every time consistently or not yeah. almost every time, but like, you know, whatever, 40, 50% chance or 60% chance or whatever it is. Yeah. 60, 70 something in there. Right. If you can make your chances, that's, that's all you have to do is just be consistent and make the fucking putts. That's, 
It's not rocket science. Hey, man, I'll say yeah. I, I thought the putt he hit on 18 was a great putt. It it, yeah. it was. It was a hell of a putt. It just didn't break how he thought it was. Didn't, it just didn't didn't catch that break that he thought. I mean, all, everybody on 18, multiple guys had similar putts to that, and uh, they all hit it even more wide left than he did. So I thought he had a good read. He had a good putt. It just didn't, didn't fall. Just caught a bad break. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Open's his first one. His ball striking is just off the charts. Could be. Yeah. You think he might go for it in the Open? I feel like he's in it pretty much every single <laughs> major he tees it up. That's true. Yeah, he's a big major guy. I mean, and He'd, respectable performances from other golfers, too. I mean, you had a lot of guys. that. Yeah, Hideki with the solo fourth. Showing that had injury doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? Coming back in strong, just kind of proving us all wrong about like, hey, is he still kind of feeling that hand thing or whatever was going on? Now he's, you know. Dude, he shredded on Sunday, man. Five under on Sunday to make his way up to solo fourth. Yeah. Dude, he was out there samurai slicing sashimi up, dude. Yeah. Throwing balls in the hole. He didn't. He he was. Yeah. He was serving sashimi at Augusta and Masters. (laughs) We're just talking food. He served it. Dude, I thought the the U.S. Open just in general was awesome. You got such a mix, and it went round by round. I mean, early on, you have all these handful of guys that are relatively sleepers, no names, you know, creeping up the board, getting to the top there. And for a while, I was reverting back to kind of what we were talking about during our episode, talking about the cream of the crop rising to the top. And there were some moments there I was like, damn. I don't think that's happening right now because you got all these no names up top. But what happened at the end, man? Right, the consistency top kills. Of the leaderboard. Yeah, consistency. That's, that's what, what it is. is. These guys, these younger guys, these inexperienced guys, they go out there, they fire it hot the first two days, they blow their load, and then then the real golfers that are consistent guys that are like, okay, I'll let these kids play their heart out for two days, and then I'll come in clean up and just play my consistent game the way I always do. You know, yeah. patience. Playing yeah. four rounds of eighteen holes and shooting in the mid to high 60s every one of those the endurance that's required for that is insane yeah these guys are constantly working out and the consistency of it is ridiculous there are a couple guys that played pretty well that i don't know they could shape up well for this week too you got brian Harmon and joel Dahman. yeah both oh yeah could be a good course for them yep you know, Harmon likes them Pete Dyes. He's all about them Pete Dye courses. That's all about Brian Herman right there. Look. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just like to, you know, toss that ball nice and light up into the fairway, play out of the, the short grass constantly, you know, get the ball up on the green, make, make life easy for them. They're all about consistency and accuracy. Yeah. Speaking of accuracy, I mean, I mean we got to introduce this week's tournament, the Travelers Championship. It's a it's a big one. It's, yeah, it's no little joke. I mean, it's after the major here after the U.S. Open. Congrats to Matt Fitzpatrick. But now you got a big strong field coming back in. This is one of those weird after major tournaments that the field is still very strong. I mean, you got Cantlay, Scheffler, uh, you got Rory, you got. I mean, there there's uh, JT, JT. Yeah, you yeah. got. You know, there's there's a this is a stacked field. There's a lot of golfers. It's close by to Boston. <clears throat> So these guys are just going going from Massachusetts to Connecticut, right. and it's so appealing to a lot of the guys because they're traveling cross country and long distances all the time. They're travelers, so, yeah, they're travelers. They're travelers, and that's why they want to be all in at the Travelers Tournament here. 
Yeah. Little- and on, on top of that, too, year after year, this uh, this tournament is rated by the players as one of their favorite tournaments to play. So that's why also why you get such a good field year after year. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. So just to give a little background, too, it's the TPC River Highlands, and that's in Cromwell, Connecticut. It's a par 70, 6,852 yarder, and the purse is about 8.3 milli. So, not, not a very long course. No, but it does have some nice traditional northeast touches like bent grass greens and fairways. It's got the true northeast play, got that bluegrass fescue rough. So, you know, it's, it's very traditional northeast golf. You're it's, just going to have to get out there and play through the oaks and yeah, mix an approach. A really lush course, Parkland style. Yeah. And it's not it, the lack of distance is going to neutralize the the big hitters. So even last week, too, you know, you had the thick rough, yeah. the long hitters. Thick rough. Every, everyone had to play to somewhat similar areas of points. You still had guys like Rory hitting these long par fives in two, but most of the guys were having to deal with that rough, and Matt Fitzpatrick, that the most accurate player, won. Yeah. Okay. You bring him up. I know we're on Travelers, but can we just we, – we have to revert real quick right back to Matt Fitzpatrick. Was that not one of the best ball-striking just rounds of golf you've ever seen in your life? Oh, 100%. That shot he hit out of the sand was one of the best shots I've ever seen. He hit that thing so pure it yeah. was ridiculous. He caught like he, three grains of sand in that. I think he hit it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that, that was insane. I think he hit Incredible. 17 of 18 greens in regulation now, which is unbelievable. Yeah, his ball striking the final was round to I mean, hit and seventeen they, greens. That's and, and they talked about his his driving distance, his distance, like his actual distance yep. he gained on holes. I mean, it's crazy the distance he gained over yep. the course of how many years doing it. It's fucking nuts. He he just lit it up. Oh, I mean, it was it was within months apparently because Scheffler was even he, he went to the press conference immediately after and. He was saying, he was praising Fitzpatrick, but he was saying, man, I played with him a couple months ago, and he was not hitting the ball like that. So something's going on, man. He's uh, that magic. getting bangers and mash or whatever. But he's, uh, <laughs> bangers and mash. Bangers and <laughs> he's mash. out there playing. And those braces. But, uh, yeah. yeah did you guys, that, you guys see? You saw those braces he, in action, dude. Someone posted about how he's the first uh, – First male golfer to win with braces on. I, I wouldn't be surprised. That Good for a, him. Yeah. Good title to have right him, there, man. baby. Wow. Absolutely. Yo, hats not off playing. to Sherm. Hats yeah. off to Fitz. All three of us had him, but Sherm called him. I called him for the week. Yeah. Won some quiche there. Shout out to me and uh, shout out if you didn't go against my bet and you took it with me. Good for you. You made some moolah. So congratulations to you. But yeah. Within Sad that he's episodes. not here this week. Yeah, within 10 episodes, I guess, a major winner. So, good lies golf is building. Throw out one last thing before we move on, too. I, I got a buddy. He listens to the pod religiously, uh, my boy Raz. But he basically made a variety. He called it his good lies variety pack lineup. So, he, he took a bunch of picks that all three of us made, put it together, won a cu- couple hundred bucks. So, nice. I got to listen, Congrats. man. We're, good job, we're Raz. giving some good info, man. Good job, man. Oh, we're putting out to some hear good that. stuff. Speaking of good stuff, some of the best holes of the golf of the whole year are on holes 15, 16, 17, and 18 of this golf course. Beautiful. Stuart Sink was saying that it's the most exciting holes in a group anywhere in the world. So 
who's also playing this week, just so just so we're throwing it out there. He's he, Daddy's throwing his hat in the game. Little Stewart Sink. You know Stu's due. He's due. He's due for a little good finish. But that's pretty bold. I mean, it's a great course. Beautiful, like Zach was saying. It's all wood lined. Lakes in play. Yeah, all really those holes lush have all grass. water in play. It's 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 going to be difficult for the guys out there. But it is going to be low scores. It's it's going to be low low scores. Oh, compared to last week, this yeah. is going to be a breeze. Yeah. Oh, These yeah. Guys are gonna it's going to be, be a shootout, man. 20, yeah. Round 20 under. But that's, but that's what will make it fun. Everybody will be yeah. involved. Everybody has a shot. Good irons. For and sure. And it, shots, dude, it, it's always saves, exciting. Saves putting. Yeah. It always comes down to one or two strokes, too. I mean, last year we had a playoff. And, you know, if you look back at the course history and the tournament history, there's, there's playoffs almost every other year at this tournament. So, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. For sure. And the defending champion... Let's talk about him. Brendan's picked him before. Harris English. Harris English. Defending champ. He's got good value this week. Oh, great value. They, they undervalued the hell out of him. And look at the guy who he went into a playoff with. They don't value him high very much either. For Hickam. He was in that playoff, and that's pretty crazy. And that was a thrilling f- – that was eight holes. Come on. Dude, that was wild. I remember insane. watching that. An eight-hole playoff, and they gave both these guys wild. no love on the on the DraftKings. Brutal. I think it was one of the longest playoffs ever uh, in terms of the amount oh, of yeah. holes that they played. Oh, I believe it. I mean, fucking eight. That's a long time. Dude, it was wild. I remember that tournament. And honestly, like I said, I mean, year after year, it's it's always very close. There's never a guy that runs away with it. So, I mean, we could be looking at another playoff this year. That's definitely true. I mean, we could look at another playoff. I mean, and the scores can be so low. How about, I would say the most epic, one of the most recent epic shots that we've seen. Spieth. Was Spieth in 2017 <laughs> in the playoff. That yep. holding Sank a bunker it out of the bunker to, yep. to win win the tournament. He's had a few. He that was had, electric. His sand game in under pressure is incredible. He had that one at the John Deere where he hold it out to win the or. That was to force a playoff, and then right, he won. Right. And who knows about this course brings a lot of good stuff out of Spieth. His game has been looking good, too. They're, they're saying that he's been looking good lately on the putting green, and everything's may, been kind of coming together. So He may be uh, peaking this week. Yeah, we might see a, a serious Spieth come in this week. Not uh, to give away picks or anything. Yeah, not to give away picks, but that Texan's coming to play. We're all going to tell you as a wise word to the wise. He's going to come Top out. Top fiver for sure. Mm. Mm. Doesn't want to give away twenty five to one odds. Just you know, in Vegas, the line twenty five to one odds. Twenty five good. One. That's good. I mean, look at that. That that yeah. That Daniel Berger win was just that was ridiculous. And Daniel Berger, I mean, to beat him, he's yeah. he's one of the most accurate iron golfers in the game. So to like beat a guy like him who's so accurate like that and can putt. I mean, I, I don't know. That's just he's wild. incredible. And he's got the he had the AT and T earlier this year. Burger, right? Yeah, at, at Pebble Beach. He didn't go anywhere. Yeah, no, he's still playing. Hell yeah, I I just think he's, he's gonna still be a golfer. Great. I think he's, he's gonna be great, go- man. He's still golfing. As long as Jordan can stay hot around the greens, that's all yeah. he needs. That's it. That's hot all he and need. cold. Everyone's hot and cold with the putter. <laughs> Mostly hot. Mostly hot with the putter. Hot, hot. Yeah. Oh, only putter. <laughs> only putter, baby. Only putter. Speaking of only putter, it's all you have in the bag. Yeah, we uh we golfed a little this weekend in Connecticut, and we golfed from the golds, which was not smart because you know we all shoot 
probably a 25 plus handicap. So, you know, how far was that? That was the length of the PGA tour event this week. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was basically the same length. So we were shooting my, I was noticing that my tee shots, even full blast were like 20 yards clear of the landing zone. I was like, Jesus, how am I supposed to golf? And, And then I felt like, the pressure of wow, this is what professionals do. Like, fuck this. Like, this is really <laughs> hard. <laughs> it's not until you go out there and play really are good like golf. Twenty-five yards really... back from there, but <laughs> well, it's just yeah, but it's just like you never you never see a real good golf course. Like, it never hits you how good these guys are until you show up at a real golf club. Like, not some local muni dump. Like, if when you go to a real golf club and the yardages are real and there's real hazards and obstacles and like real you know, T off the T obstacles you have to face. Like it changes the whole psyche mentality of your game. It just yeah. like, it's it tightened up a everything. little bit. Oh yeah. It tightens you up big time for sure. That's when you start to see that like mental approach of golf and you're like, wow. So that's why, you know, Davis Riley can't hold it together on the fourth day. Or that's <laughs> why this guy can't. And you're like, damn, cause that's intimidating. You walk on that course, you got Hideki Matsuyama three places behind you. You got Rory chasing your neck, and you're some like young guy off the corn ferry trying to hold the spot. Yeah, right, dude. Good luck. I'd be shitting bricks. No way. You got your your driver out, and you're still unsure if you can make it past the first bunker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Rory Rackleroy is like right behind you, just like staring at you. Like, how do you do that? Like, that's so intimidating. Really intimidating. Now, even as a guy, Zach, I have to ask randomly off the side here before we keep talking about the Travelers Championship. Like, if, if somebody, a professional, ever challenged you to a game of golf and they were like, yeah, man, come out with us. Like, we're going to play. Like, oh, what you know, what do you shoot? And they ask for your handicap and you guys go out there and you play around. Would you be intimidated by them or would you welcome the challenge and be like, this is fun and, like, I want to see what I can do and, like, show him that I can golf well, you know? I, I feel like you only get better by playing with better players. So there's always something to learn from the other guy. Right. Sometimes I feel like people can definitely be intimidating just like with the, you know, their mood or whatever. Yeah. A lot of golfers are Look like a, a little like cold and kind of, and uh, standoffish almost. Right. Everyone's staying in their lane. They're not really, you know, it's not a social thing. There's not much banter going on unless guys are friends. And then there's tons of banter. Now, do you think, do you think, and call me crazy for like, throwing it off course here but do you think that with the liv golf league and all of that new development and how many players are now involved in that do you think it strengthened the bond of the pga tour players like that core group of like elite golfers that are now playing every week do you think it's kind of yeah strengthened their bond with each other and do you think that will play into factor when they have major tournaments that they're playing against liv guys and like you know, how is that all going to factor in, you think? Yeah, I think the bond has definitely gotten stronger. I saw today Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa went back and forth about cereal. Morikawa puts his <laughs> yeah. cereal in before the milk. Yeah. And JT No, he was, puts the milk in before the cereal. Oh, he puts oh, the yeah. milk in yeah, before yeah. the cereal. Guy's a psychopath. Yeah. Psycho. And he's like, I really don't see scientifically how this is any different. So please, somebody from UCLA, <laughs> please teach me science of cereal but yeah so that's funny i i think it's like that's going to be maybe but maybe that's going to change the competitive dynamic and we haven't seen the aftermath of this liv yet where they have to fill these tournament spots yeah also to think about it you have 60 something golfers leaving you have to fill those spots yeah who's going to get the call corn fairy guys we we have to update everyone on what the pga tour just responded with which is 
yeah, a series of of uh, no cut events that have twenty million dollar purses. Yes, per, per event. I saw so that. They're, they're doing the money incentive too now that uh, Liv has started the the train rolling. Yeah, so that's that's crazy. Yeah, that eight, caused eight the PGA to do that. The money train is rolling. Yeah, so they got eight of those events. They start in twenty twenty three season. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see what that does, what kind of crowds and, and what players play in those. But I definitely think that's a huge move for the PGA to, to retain some golfers. With that being said, is it that surprising that Brooks Kepka went over there? No, not at all. Like, I don't think so. No. I don't think it's surprising. Honestly, it's whether his mind was probably made up a while ago, but honestly, I could just see him being one of those guys that after sitting through that press conference at the U.S. Open, he was like, fuck this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gone. I'm taking money. I'm tired of these questions. Yeah, I, I think he's one of those guys that just took the money. You know, He'll come back and play. Like he said, he'll come back and play in the majors. He's only ever been about the majors. So Exactly. I feel he's like a major yeah, golfer. There's no incentive for him. There was some funny meme I saw that somebody was circulating. It was like a fake Brooks quote. I think the PGA memes or something posted and it was like a picture of Brooks at a press conference and it said, you think I give a shit about the fucking John Deere classic or the, you know, fucking <laughs> Barbasol, Dick Cream yeah. Barbasol, Barbasol open or whatever. <laughs> Barbasol. He doesn't give a shit. You know, he doesn't care. It's he wants to win a major. He was a Woods era golfer. He wants yeah. to. Brooks is also a journeyman. He's, he came out of college and he went over to Europe and he played yep. on the European tour for a while and sharpened his game in on the Sunshine Tour too, maybe a bit. Right. But he's been all over. I think these guys who are more international, comfortable playing all over the place, they're definitely going to go for this, go for the live tour if they, if they're offered, you know, if they're offered a spot. And you know, he's offered more than Bryson. So, yeah, you know, you, well, know, yeah. That, you know, that's Where what he did. He... he walked in and, we was, and he was like, I just I don't care how much you pay me. Just pay me ten million dollars more than you're paying Bryson. <laughs> Dude, I would love it if they were teamed up. They just got stuck together. I hope somebody like like WikiLeaks all of the payment payouts and then all the golfers just like get super angry at each other and start like fighting with each other over how much they got paid. <laughs> <laughs> And the race is on. But back to the the Travelers Championship. Enough about LIV. I mean, fuck them, right? Yeah. Well, not even in the PGA, dude. Whatever, man. Yeah, they they're all gonna play the majors. Yeah, they're all gonna play majors. They'll be back for everything. But Travelers Championship, TPC River Highlands, Connecticut Golf, pff, rocking and rolling. Got a big notable field. Our boy Joaquin Neiman's in it too. Guy's been playing some hot and heavy golf. He has been playing well with a win recently. Yeah, yeah. And Sam Burns, right back in action. He ain't going no He drove his little, I'm pretty sure he drove that uh, Firebird. Schwab Firebird? Yeah, he drove it. He's been Dude, driving it every tournament. that thing is going cross country, man. You see his Instagram? He's like riding it all across the country. I love that. The guy's just like Why posting videos. He? Legend. That thing is so sick, dude. I would do the same thing. Oh, easily. So now he'll be there. And you got Xander, too. Xander. No joke. No joke, Xander. He ain't messing around. Coming to play. But that being said, I mean, Zach, what do you think on this course is really kind of the key this week? I think you have to hit the ball straight. This course doesn't have a lot of curve to it or dog legs. You got to be really comfortable hitting a straight ball out there. And right. knowing which person that is, you know, everyone has their shot. So, 
you know, guys hit draws or fades. Not many people hit them dead straight. And they'll just hit hit it in that five or ten yard window every time. But it's hard to figure out who, who that's going to be, you know, to whoever's on with their timing. And obviously we were talking about Brendan Steele with his ball striking. Yeah, excellent ball striker. You, yeah. you got ball strikers that are probably going to win this week. I mean, the greens are fairly puttable. You know, right, it's just much, bent grass, right. Much more manageable than last week at Brookline. So, Dude, I, I think you're right on, though, with Brennan Steele. I think that's a that's a huge call-up, whether he's in one of our lineups or not. Take yeah, note. we're not forecasting anything here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think he's just a great pick. I, I think there's a lot of good golfers, like we were saying. I mean, Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty, Rory, JT. I mean, there's there's so many golfers that this is pretty crowded and even the mid range to lower range guys. I mean, you got guys that can get pretty dangerous at low scores. I mean, even a guy like Wyndham Clark who just had a great day is now in the bottom barrel tier in DraftKings, And that's a great value pick. I mean, he might not drive it the best, but he's He's been doing short game and has great putting. So it's like, you know, on a course like this where it's not very long, you just need to drive a little accurate. That's all. You don't need to be a ball crusher. That's why I think, there's going to be crafty golfers out there doing their game. Sunjay, another great golfer that can bring some power, but he has accuracy off the tee and then can hold down the putter really well and has great irons. So that that's another great golfer. Yep. I mean, there's so many good golfers that you could talk about this week. It's just kind of yeah. crazy. That's the thing about this tournament, though, is, I mean, just the layout of it, the way it sets up, to your point, Sherm, I mean, you can't just go out there and, you know, Bryson DeChambeau the shit out of it where you're, you're out driving everybody by 30 yards. Uh, you know, the, the course makes you have to play to the course, right? So it, it kind of equalizes everything for the, the short hitters, the long hitters. Everyone's going to be playing from the same spot. So it really just comes down to who's who's precise that week, who's being accurate, who's staying out of trouble, and who's you know giving themselves chances for birdies. 100%. I think Alex Molly could be a nice dark horse. Mm. You know, he's a, he's a low-value, low-cost guy. Uh, but he's, he's top 50 on tour in total driving, strokes gained off the tee, greens and regulation, proximity to the hole, and par four scoring. Yeah. So that could be a guy point. to keep your eye on. Yeah. Dark horse value. That is a good – that is a good – I mean, Harris English is a sleeper this week. <laughs> yeah, the defending champion. <laughs> the defending yeah, champion is a sleeper yeah, this week. Sleep. So if you want a sleeper right there, pick some money on him. Or Kramer Hickok, pick some money on him. Yep. Or, you know, that, those are two good sleepers this week that could give you something as well. Crazy. And I think – I mean, talking about picks, I mean, this podcast episode is brought to you by Arizona Iced Tea. Arizona Iced Tea has remained consistent. It's the one thing in your life since you were a child that has always remained the same. Same taste, same bold flavor, same price point. Inflation, wars, social issues, problems, fires climate change and more Arizona's got your back at 99 motherfucking cents buy it anywhere buy it now god bless Arizona iced tea cheers so coming in hot here with the good lies golf picks for this week we have the travelers championship I'm gonna start it off because I came in last last week I know I know after a nice victory I come in last I'm sorry but that's how it is. That's how it's going to be sometimes. Yeah, so Joseph Bramlett. I mean, driving distance, he's sixth in the PGA. His greens and regulation, 24th. 
he's he's a he's a great golfer, and for the value, I'm going to take him. Forty fourth in shots gained off the tee. I mean, eighty first in tee to green. Not awful for a value pick. I'll Abs- take him. I like him as a value pick. He's a good value pick. $6,700 on DraftKings. What can you do? I had to fit some star stutters in my lineup, so that's what happened to happen. You got to make room. You got to make room you sometimes. You got to pick the Joseph Bramlets of the world. Sometimes you got to pick the Joseph Bramlets of the world. You got to book in the lineup a little bit. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. Next, I'm coming in here with a little homeboy love, Doug Gim. Doug Gim. Coming in with some Doug Gim. Brendan put it in my head. He's got a hell of a week. And then at the U.S. Open, okay, didn't qualify. Not a problem. He wanted the Travelers. I think that's what he wanted. I think he wants to come back hot here and win the Travelers. I think that's what he's trying to do. So he's going to come in here with his nice putting and his nice off-the-tee game, and he's going to get shit done. Doug Gim. Nasty. I think it's going to be good, man. I mean, 56th and tee to green. The guy's nasty. He's His driving accuracy percentage, 64.58%. That's pretty solid. On a course like this, you want some control. And I think as long as he can keep it in, get some good drives, and then finish strong, keep that putter going, I think he'll look solid. So I think he's a great value pick at 7,100. Brett's going Brett's gonna to make sure that Doug's on his game this week. Yeah. He's Legend. the most well-managed player on tour. That's most, what I've always said. Most well-managed golfer on the PGA Tour, Doug Gim, without a doubt. Doug Gim, I mean, Brett, Brett Augenstein. Yeah. Shout out to Brett. One of the great teams in the modern era. Legend. Next, I'm coming in with a little bit of fun. Kevin Kisner. Coming in with the Kiz. I know, okay, everybody wants to talk, oh, Kiz hasn't been playing great golf lately, whatever. No, man. The guy is still 23rd in putting. He's still top 50th and around the greens. He's still a guy that can make birdies and get himself out of sand and weird shots. I think that's the kind of guy you need for this course. You're going to have to be a little crafty and, and find your way around the greens, and you're going to have to get those nice, clean shots. I think he's the kind of guy that can scramble on a Pete Dye course and some blind shots and some little weird areas. I think he'll be the kind of guy to figure it out and get it done, to be honest. I think he's just a solid Played guy. well at the players. Love that pick. Love that pick, huh? Love that pick. Yeah. Then I'm coming in with some heavy hitters now. Now that I'm started off the lineup here, I'm going to go with a little uh, three-time winner, Webb Simpson. Wow. Going to throw it out there. I know he hasn't been uh, playing the hottest golf as of late, but, you know, guy wins the course three times. He loves the course. So I, I think course history wins is going to be Wins the course, big. man. Course history. Won the course. Yeah. So I just think course history course. is huge, and I just think that that's going to be a part of it. And, and you know, if he's won it three times, he can win it again. I, I just think that, you know, this is his tournament, and that's the one thing he's going to win all year is this. He's going to just step it out and kind of not win, but, you know, he'll, he'll get in the top ten, I think, do a little competing and see up on the leaderboard. We're going to see some Webb Simpson. Strange. Looking he's got, forward to he's it. got TPC River Highlands in his web, right? Absolutely. Then I'm going with a little Xander Shoffley. Going with Xander here. I'm usually not a Xander guy on the picks because he's always a really high value, but this time I wanted to make room for him. And, and I'll be specific why. His golf has been on fire lately. He hasn't had under a top 20 in the last four starts, and they were both, and one of those was, two of those were majors. So I just think that he's been playing super hot golf. I think he's on it. 
I mean, he won that little match play. Yeah, winning the Zurich and like winning these tournaments. I, I just think that that's, this is going to be his kind of claim back to Xander's the real deal. I think this is going to be kind of like that claim back tournament where he's going to show up probably T2. Bold. And lose to none other than my winner, Patrick Cantlay. Wow. Going crazy here Going with the for Patrick it. Cantlay pick. Not crazy in the sense that he's like a bad golfer, but just going crazy, very unconventional for me to pick Patrick Cantlay. But I just think it's his time. It's He's put in the work. I mean, coming in third in the Memorial, second in the RBC, then he comes to the U.S. Open and plays how he does and, and comes in 14th, shooting a 69 on the fourth round. I just think he's just playing really damn good golf. And I think with him being so accurate with his irons, that good of a putter and that good off the tee, 18th in shots gained off the tee, I mean, come on. This guy, give him some credit. And it's not a major, so he doesn't have that weird pressure that he has this gap of pressure on. And not to mention a little bit about Patrick Cantlay. Um, you know, he shot a 10 under here as an amateur in 2011, just to note. Wow. Yep. 11 years ago. Yep. And he has four straight top 15s here. So my man likes this course, and I think that's what's going to get it done this week. Just like Fitzpatrick last week, he liked that course, won it as an amateur. I think we're going to see some flashbacks. I think Cantlay's got it this week. I like the Cantlay-Shoffley playoff. Yeah, pretty intense. I think yeah. that's what it's going to come down to. Hey, man, it's not a major, so Cantlay can definitely win it. <laughs> Absolutely. But that being said, on to Brendan's picks. Okay, yeah. I'll kick mine off real quick with a uh, Georgia Bulldog. I got Keith Mitchell coming out hot mm. like the way he drives the ball he's got distance uh accuracy is not too bad great putter i think putting's going to be big this week it's a birdie fest guys got to go low i think he's going to make some putts i think he's going to get me uh into the money here nice that's really all i got man great ball striker i think, I, I think he's going to be the real deal go keith uh next i got troy merritt this guy wow, he Troy loves tournaments like this. He loves tournaments where you got to go out and put, put up low scores. He can really get hot with the putter, so I'm kind of relying on that. And not to mention, too, and this, this goes uh, and bodes well for Keith as well, but one thing that you'll notice with a lot of the guys that I pick, I looked at comp courses and Pete Dye designs. Mm. So. Uh, both these guys played very well and uh, in the players as well as the RBC Heritage at Harbortown. Uh, yeah. So a number of the guys that I picked course. have that in Carver. Next, um, I'm going Dougie Fresh, man. I got the Doug Gimster. Doug Gim oh again. Wow, two lineups, Doug Gim. Let's go. Here we go, Let's Doug. Let's go. I hope we get the trifecta. I hope we get the trifecta. We know how it worked last week fitzy but yeah, yeah sherm you talked well about doug gim i just hope he's uh he's well fed and he's ready to get out there and grind because i think it could be a big week for him. agreed next man this is where it gets tough fellas next i got seamus power super underrated playing really really great golf he's pretty accurate he's been playing lights out with the ball striking category and approach 
I think this is going to be a really big week for him. Could be a coming out party, if you will. If his putter uh, might is put on, him on the map. On. Power. Might put him on the map. So, yeah, I got the Irishman. It's not my boy, Fat Lowry. Oh, it's okay. That is not an insult. He had, a, he tough, ever hears he had this, a tough week last week. Tough week. You know, he did, but to be honest, you know, he missed the cut right on the number. He played uh, 72 72 Thursday, Friday. So, that's why it's tough. Of course, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get on to the next one. From there, all right, man, I'll go Joaquin Neiman. Nice. Oh, Love Joaquin. Chilean. So good around We've talked about this guy week after week. Tee to green, he's great. Off the tee, he's great. On approach, he's great. He's a great putter, especially if he gets hot. He could easily end up winning this thing this week. And he's got one win on the books already this year at the Genesis. And I think it could happen again this week. But he's not my winner. I think just a, one thought on Joaquin Neiman real yep. quick is that I think with Joaquin, the only thing I was hesitant on is his driving accuracy. Although he does drive with some power, his driving accuracy, I think, is slightly um, a a, a thought. Yeah, no, for sure. I was a little concerned about that. No, that's a it's a great call out, and I took that into consideration also. But like I mentioned, a lot of these guys that I'm picking. I've done well at either comp courses or Pete die design. Got so it. he played so really he well this. at the players he likes these uh, and he did really well at the RBC heritage as well, mm. which is also a shorter course and you have to really be accurate off the tee and, and precise with your approach shots. So I'm kind of, I'm feeling like if he's able to kind of have that same mindset, he's going to have a major week. Mm. Who's the winner. And lastly, dude, winner. I think this could be it, man. Let's get the rookie a W Davis Riley. Oh, Riley. Davis Riley. I'm going with him. He's been playing great golf. Uh, Man, it's like six straight events or something like that. Top 15s. Yeah. He is good on approach. This guy can really putt, especially if he gets hot. He's played on tough courses and been in contention numerous times. He played in the playoff Valspar against Sam Burns. I think this could be the week, guys. I think he ends up going out there. He grinds. He gets a bunch of birdies, makes some putts. I think he gets that first W. Wow. Davis Riley, good call. Yeah, he's been doing so well. Yeah. He's due for it soon. It's like we don't even have to talk about him, and he's like not even a big name, but we don't even have to talk about him because he's been playing so well every week. It's like consistently just chipping away. He's just working on his rookie of the year case. Oh, absolutely. And then Zach? Your picks, good sir. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people who have been really hot recently, I, I don't have him, but we got to call out Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. Just because he's in it every sure. week. Yeah. yeah. Th- Not both of those guys. Yeah. We never, we never really show Scotty a lot. It's because his DraftKings value is very high. Him and, we and know Rory. Him. I mean, he's incredible. I mean, the what he's doing every week after week is just unreal. I mean, Rory's been doing it, but not, you know, more Scotty. Yeah. Scotty's yeah. doing it every week. Showing up every week playing tournaments. Except for when I pick him. Except when (laughs) Brendan picks him, just like any other pick. (laughs) Yeah, and he just ends up missing the cut. But no, you're you're right, man. That's a great call out. I mean, there's not much to say about him. He's just playing lights out golf this year. Essentially, put him in a lineup. If you're making a lineup, you just got to really find some bottom feeders. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, you have to compromise some value at the lower end. Yeah. But on that So. Moving on to my picks. Sorry, Scotty, I don't have you. 
Um, I, I got to start with Brendan Todd. He's mm. kind of a little bit of a no name, but he's not. He's just a grinder. He's, he reminds me of uh, Brendan Steele a bit. Yeah. They both kind of have a similar build and type of game, I feel yeah. like. And he's done well recently. He's had a bunch of top he's had a few top tens and uh 13th at a, at the Canadian Open. So he's been doing well and he had an off week last week. Yeah. So he should be fresh. Next yeah, up I like Luke that List. Luke List, I Love had it. a little insider oh. info from Paul Dickinson who played with him at the PGA championship at Southern Hills. And the Paul Dickinson, the, the Paul, Paul Dickinson, Dickinson yeah. from Montauk, New York. He was just talking about how incredible it is to watch this guy hit a golf ball. He launches it directly in the air, probably 16 degrees aloft on his driver, 17 degrees. And he's flying the ball 310, 320, 330. It's crazy. Some and he's straight. Accuracy. And he's straight. So Luke List could could be a contender this week. Uh, another pick who shouldn't really be a surprise, Danny McCarthy, fresh off a big week at the at the US Open, mm. seventh place there, fifth at the memorial. His his value's definitely been shrinking, but at eighty three hundred I still feel like he's a good pick. The only and thing I, that scared me about him was his driving accuracy as well. I think I backed off him because of that. But yeah, driving accuracy, it, it's going to be an important. But his short factor. game and putter is fire. So as long as he stays on, as long as he can just hit it in the fairway, that's it. Yeah. So find the fairway. Here's, please, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, with that. I mean, driving accuracy, yes, that is definitely a liability, especially in a course like this. But you also have to take into consideration, it's a shorter course. So a lot of times, these bigger drivers that are more inaccurate, they're probably going to be clubbing down, which is going to help with their accuracy. So just yeah, that's you know, a that, good point. that might be something yeah. to keep in mind. Absolutely. Another slightly greener player, Matt Neesmith. Matthew Neesmith, yeah. Yeah, South Carolina player. He's been doing well recently. He made the cut at the U.S. Open, but he's had a bunch of top 30s and uh, did great at the Valspar. I think he's a yeah, good that was value at 7,200. He's not quite the Luke list, but I think he's I think he's been doing well and is going to keep on trending in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, next up, Jordan Spieth. Nice. Yeah, Jordan Spieth. He's not my winner. But I think he's he's your top five guy, and not not especially great value on him at ninety nine hundred. But he's been playing pretty well, and he's a great ball striker. He had that memory from twenty seventeen at the Travelers where he holed out oh, yeah. over Daniel Berger for the victory. He's he's he knows this course. He's won on it, and we all like playing into the course history. So. The and winner? My winner is Keegan Bradley. Oh, Keegan, Keegan Bradley. Yeah, wow. Keegan is from this area. He feels at home. He just got seventh place at the U.S. Open and said it was like a peak moment in his life. Wow. At Just walking down that 18th fairway. Hmm. And he's had a bunch of top tens this year. So I think he's due for a, for a win, and he's feeling confident. So, Wow. Keegan Bradley Keegan. off confidence like and hometown love. 
Yep. Great, great components for a winner, I will say. We'll see. Dude, I, I like that too because I feel like he's the type of guy that comes out on courses like this, like where you got to go out and shoot some low scores. I feel like that's when he really plays his best golf. Yeah. He's got to get he's out. He's kind of a dog. Day. Damn, we have three good winners. Three good little eclectic selections that I think are a good mix here. I think this is a good week. I think, I mean, this is one of these yep. tournaments where it's going to be a fun thing to watch. A lot of low scores, unique yeah. course, Pete Dye design, blind shots, fun little golf. It's it's going to be like a skins golf out there. It's really going to be, you know, who can hit it and who can really stick shots and who can really nail the putt. You really have to be on. It's mm-hmm. kind of the other end of the For spectrum sure. from last week, so it's nice to get a little bit of both back-to-back. Exactly. You get the really difficult course yep. that you just want to make pars on, and then you, you have a shootout. Yeah. Shootout yeah, in that's, Connecticut. That's a, yeah, yeah, exactly. A shootout little – yeah, it's, that's perfect. It's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm a little surprised because, you know, I, I thought it was pretty decent value, but there are a lot of guys around him. But uh, none of us took little lefty Brian Harmon. He's got great course history here. Great course Brian history. Harmon. Playing really good golf, too. Good golf. It's just, you know, I just couldn't justify it. I just, I had other picks I needed to focus on, and I think my picks here are right. So yeah. I'll go with my, my good picks. But Yeah, for sure. For sure. I guess he's, uh, maybe for the, the, the alternate lineup, we'll, we'll toss Brian in there. Yeah. To, to segue it out, I mean, I just want to announce, we will be having the Good Lies Golf first tournament ever at Apple Valley Country Club in Ohio this weekend. I'm going to be meeting with Brendan and a bunch of our other associates, and we will be drinking and smoking and having a good time on the golf course, whacking some balls, hopefully hitting some low scores. But, yeah, we're going to do a little shotgun start on the first day and then some tournament play and then some match play, mixing it all up. But, yeah, so stay tuned on the podcast, the Instagram all that good stuff, the Twitter feed. We're going to be posting some updates through that throughout the weekend. Good lines golf. Going to be a nice tournament. Sad that Zach can't make it because he's too important for us, but one day. No, one day I wish we'll I could have made it. I'm sorry. No, I know. He was too busy winning. That, that would have been unfair. <laughs> he was too busy winning course records, okay? He was too busy winning, okay? I'd need a, like, 42 handicap to play even with Zach. Yeah, so oh, no. hey, we... the comparison is that Brennan shot a 96 this weekend and Zach shot a 63, so... And then I shot a 136, so... Hey, you said you wouldn't say that live on air. Oh, it's okay. We're all really bad right now. Besides Zach, who shoots a 63. So, congratulations to just Zach. <laughs> and on that note, we're the boys from Good Lies Golf. We'll see you later. <laughs>